Welcome to the Meant for Good podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Holbrook, and I believe that each of us have been given gifts, dreams, skills, and ideas that we're meant to share with each other. My goal is to share stories that challenge and inspire you and I to connect with people around us because we are meant for good. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Hannah, and I love exploring Aesop's fables and trying to find little nuggets of truth and wisdom that can be taken apart and applied to our lives. I love trying to find things that can be helpful in understanding reality more clearly and treating others better. In today's fables, I see misplaced blame and I see chaos that results from this. A lot of energy can be wasted by misassigning blame. So we'll get into that a little bit later. For now, I'm going to start with the first fable. It's called The Serpent and the File. A serpent, in the course of its wanderings, came into an armorer's shop. As he glided over the floor, he felt his skin pricked by the file lying there. In a rage, he turned round upon it and tried to dart his fangs into it, but he could do no harm to heavy iron and had soon to give over his wrath. It is useless attacking the insensible. All right, so this fable really hits home for me because, well, I have many character flaws that I'm working on, but one in particular has to do with blame. And as I mentioned earlier, a lot of energy can be wasted in the process of misassigning blame. In the case of this serpent here, he's wandering. He comes into an armorer's shop in the first place. There are going to be sharp things in there. There are going to be weapons. You can't not look where you're going in a place like that. So this serpent, he's being careless, and he gets hurt. And it's an inanimate object. So this thing didn't intentionally harm him. It was just set there on the floor, and the snake wasn't looking where he was going. And he's the one that slithered across this thing, and he essentially hurt himself. So he's angry at this inanimate object, you know, and he's sitting there blaming it. This snake is the kind of being that passively goes through life and lets life happen to him and victimizes himself and lashes out and attacks others and does not see his own error. And the problem with living in this reactive way is that when you can't see your own error, you can't see how you ended up where you are. And if you made choices that got you there and you don't acknowledge those choices, then you don't see that you have the power to make choices that will get you somewhere else. You don't see that you have the power to make choices that don't lead to your harm in the same way. You don't see that you have the ability to learn from what just happened to you. So you'll be doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again if you don't see that you made the choices that led to the mistake in the first place. If things are just happening to you constantly, you don't have any control over that unless you can create some kind of defense. But in this case, there's nothing to defend from except himself. And that's something that we really got to see for any blamers out there. Yeah, you got to see the choices that you made that got you where you are because you're your enemy at that point. 
you're the one that got you there in harm's way. And this is different than someone who is legitimately attacked and victimized by someone else. This snake wasn't watching where he was going, and he got himself in this bind. All right, next, we've got something a a little bit similar. I think these things can tie together. This next fable is called The Belly and the Members. One fine day, it occurred to the members of the body that they were doing all the work and the belly was having all the food. So they held a meeting, and after a long discussion, decided to strike work till the belly consented to take its proper share of the work. So for a day or two, the hands refused to take the food, the mouth refused to receive it, and the teeth had no work to do. But after a day or two, the members began to find that they themselves were not in a very active condition. The hands could hardly move, and the mouth was all parched and dry, while the legs were unable to support the rest. So thus they found that even the belly, in its dull, quiet way, was doing necessary work for the body, and that all must work together, or the body will go to pieces. So in this case, we have these members looking around, dissatisfied with the situation, dissatisfied with their role, dissatisfied with the role of the stomach. They want him to do more work than he's doing. And they're not valuing him or his contribution. And they have to learn the hard way that each of them has their place. And they're essentially blaming the stomach for the situation that they're in. They're blaming the stomach for their dissatisfaction. They're jealous of his role. And we can esteem ourselves too high or too low when we're not perceiving ourselves properly in God's reality and seeing that, you know, we're all his creation. None of us are better than the other. None of us are more worthy of love or less worthy of love. You know, God loves all of us. And if we sit around comparing ourselves, we're not going to get a whole lot done. And it's really easy to blame each other for Miscontent in our lives when we choose not to take responsibility for the things that God has given each one of us to do and to develop and to nurture. So, in this case, they're blaming the belly for their dissatisfaction with their lot in life. And again, this is harmful behavior. And they end up harming themselves because they're meant to work in harmony with the belly. It has its own role that's actually very beneficial for them. And because they're devaluing him and his role, and they are devaluing their own role in the body, they end up causing harm to everyone. So yet again, it's important to be able to see how our behavior impacts others in our environment and how we get to where we are. (laughs) If they were properly contextualizing themselves in that reality, they would value the belly and the role of the belly. They would value the role they've been given. When we spend so much time trying to justify our own selfishness or laziness or delusion of perfection, that we miss out on all the things we could have accomplished. We miss out on all the things that we actually want and all the things that could be so good for other people around us. We miss out on all the good things by living in this negative, blaming space. And by trying to justify ourselves or be right and 
None of us will ever be so perfect that we're always right. And none of us will ever be so perfect that we shouldn't take stock of where we're at and how we got there and whether we did it in a loving and honoring way and whether we're blaming other people when we're dissatisfied and whether we're being lazy or cowardly when we don't achieve the things we want to achieve. None of us will ever be beyond this kind of self-reflection that helps us to properly contextualize ourselves within God's reality and that helps us to use what he's given us for his satisfaction and his glory and to love the people that he's put in our lives. None of us will ever be above that. We'll never be above our responsibility to love him and to love others or to live in a way that honors and glorifies him. So when I find myself blaming other people or attacking inanimate objects or attacking someone who just helped me, I have to sit down and look at how I got there and own that and make amends and do better the next time. And that's something I'm working on. So I wanted to share that and share that it's actually empowering to see those things and to own mistakes. And it's in that honesty and that truth that freedom comes. And from that place, we can make better choices that benefit us and everyone around us. Thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to rate this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can share it, leave a comment, or continue the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Substack. Just look us up at Mint for Good Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Byron Saul. He provided financial support and overall encouragement for the engineering and production of today's interview. If you would like to contribute towards future episodes, you can email me, mintforgoodpodcast at gmail.com.